This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty podcast with me, Rich Kubing. Uh, so for those of you who are listening along on the podcast, welcome back, um, but have got something very exciting planned for today. So for those of you who are watching on YouTube, welcome. Um, hopefully this is the, the first of a few video podcasts I'm going to be tackling through the off-season, um, particularly focused on kind of specific uh, topics. So um, so today, basically, I've been getting a, an awful lot of questions over the last couple of weeks since the season's finished about what you should really be doing in the off-season um, with your dynasty team. Should you be buying picks? Should you be selling them? Um, so I thought what I'd do is I'd take the time to kind of break down I guess my off-season planning approach um, and kind of how I go about it and therefore where I kind of plan my moves from there on, if that makes sense. So um, the the first and I think the very most important thing is that you completely take stock of your entire roster, okay? Now, at this point, I'm not necessarily worrying about the rest of my league, okay? I'll come on to why in a bit. But I'm just wanting to focus on my roster, my makeup, and where I'm at at each position. So the first thing that I do is I will kind of tear up my roster with my best potential starting lineup, um, my best kind of flex spots, and, and go from there. Um, and then what I will do is I'll 
export that into a Excel spreadsheet. Um, you know, if, if you don't want to use a spreadsheet, you can quite easily just write it down on, on a piece of paper. And I will then take two sets of rankings. So a dynasty or and a redraft set of rankings. So obviously for me, I, I use my own rankings. If you want to use your favorite expert, if you want to use, you know, fancy pros do some some brilliant consensus rankings um or indeed if you know if you did want to use mine by all means send me a dm um on twitter i'm I'm more than happy to share mine with you what i'll then do is i will then work through where each of my players is ranked in terms of positional rankings so if it's running back wide receiver qb or tight end if it's a flex spot what I do is I will still use the positional ranking. Okay. I will then use a traffic light system to basically identify if I'm in a great spot with that roster spot, an average or a poor. Okay. So the way I'll do this, take running back, for example, if it's a, if my running back is ranked running back one to four, then that will be a green. If my running back is ranked five to eight, then that will be an orange. And if my running back is ranked 9 to 12, or 12 12 plus indeed, that will then be a red. Okay, I'll do that for each individual position. For my flex, I will um, get rid of the orange scale. I'll just use a red and green just to make things slightly simpler. And I'll do that for both dynasty and redraft. Okay, so I'm just going to try and share my screen for those of you following along on YouTube. So eventually, it should hopefully look something like this. So this is... Be a little ego boost. This is probably one of my better rosters. So as you can see, it's, it's quite a lot of green. But what I've got here is I've got my redraft rankings for each position. Um, as you can see, I've then gone for my dynasty rankings for each position. Um, I've, I've got a little key here of the parameters just to make things simpler. Um, so as you can see, for the flex spots, rather than doing um, kind of running back 24 to running back 36, I've just left a, a simple yes or no of are there top 26, top 30 or top 36 running back or wide receiver. Um, and I've then also done that for a series of backups as well. I tend to only really look, if I'm being honest, at one backup position at a time. Um, the idea of this is that I only really see myself using um, kind of three or four bench pieces one in each position if if i'm going beyond that something drastic has gone wrong in terms of injuries or that kind of thing and i don't think you can plan for that so the way i'll build my roster is i'll have my starters one backup for each spot so a quarterback running back wide receiver tight end perhaps even a flex backup um and then the rest of my roster okay and the rest of that roster i'm really looking for upside there what I will then do is I will then do what I can call kind of an age profile for each position on the roster. So again, looking at my RB1, my RB2, and it's again using that traffic light system, but I'm just focusing on the green and red here. So the traffic light system here is green is a player that's in their prime and likely to be a valuable asset for more than two years. Okay. So for example, you know, taking the highest priced assets, but someone like a Justin Jefferson or a Jonathan Taylor or a John Joe Swift, you'd expect them to be usable for more than two years. A red is a player that's kind of coming to the end of their value that isn't going to be of, of use 
likely by the end of that two-year period. So that could be someone like a Big Ben or a Julio Jones, or it is someone that is a younger player that hasn't produced yet. Now, the reason I, I also throw in these younger players is that I think they're great as kind of end-of-bench depth pieces in that um, they might pop, they might blow up and, and become a really valuable asset, but I don't think you can rely on them to be a starter this year. And therefore, if you can't rely on them to be a starter this year, you can't count them in your planning. You know, if they hit, then that's a massive bonus, but they're not a, you know, a bona fide starter as such. So if I share my screen again, um, you will then see that here I've got some age parameters. So on this roster, I've got Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans and C.D. Lamb. They're all greens. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I sort of toyed with this, but I decided to go with him as a red. Travis Kelsey is a red. Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers are all reds, um, and so on. Um, if you look at the bottom, I've, I've included Cole Komet. Um, so he's actually a red. I think that this is this is the idea of, yes, I'm hoping that he breaks out, but he's not a true performer as of yet. Okay. So now once I've, I've kind of color-coded my teams, what I then do is I'll take a look at my draft pick situation. Okay. So I'll understand what picks I've got, um, where they're falling, and what I would say is that at this stage, you don't want to be penciling those draft picks as a specific player in your starting lineup, a specific position, anything like that. I'll come into that in a minute. But I just want to, I guess, hint at an upcoming article that I've got coming out, which breaks down exactly the hit rates and what you can expect in terms of those rookie picks turning into a consistent starter. So about 50% of the time, that first round pick will become a consistent reliable starter. And that is a top 12 running back or a top 24 wide receiver. Okay. And that's pretty much every year across the board. So it doesn't matter how good you think you are at scouting, how good you are at, you know, finding those, those gems within that first round. It's about 50%. Um, and also it's worth mentioning that if you've got two first round picks, that doesn't guarantee a reliable starter. 50% plus 50% doesn't equal 100% in this case. Um, think of it like tossing a coin. Um, if you toss a coin, get a tail first times, it doesn't guarantee the second time is going to be head because they're two non-relatable actions as such. And it's exactly the same with draft picks. You could hit twice, you could miss twice. Um, and then a second round pick is probably about 25% of the time. Um, so as I said, I've got an article coming out next week. So give that a read when it does come out, but it will go into this in a bit more detail. And then anything beyond the second round pick is nothing more than a dart throw. So what I would say is, is don't count on those rookie picks being a starter. If they do, that is amazing and that is an absolute bonus. Um, but if you're relying on your first round pick coming in and being a starter for you this season, chance really what that means is you've got a roster hole that you probably need to address. Okay. So then once I've, I've kind of color coded my roster and we're using that traffic light system, what I will then do is I will decide what type of roster I am. Okay. And again, this is purely based on your team. I'm not worried about the rest of the league. This is the one time I say you've got to be hundred percent honest, because I think that if you try and kid yourself here, all you'll do is, you know, try and potentially contend when, when you're not there. Um, and all you're going to do is end up in that sort of 
dreaded middle ground within Dynasty League. So what we're looking for is one of three things. So are you A, a true bona fide title contender? So what I class that as is someone that has got mainly green um, with some orange, but no obvious hole or flaw within your kind of starting roster. Are you B, a playoff bound, but not a true contender? So you've got a decent spread of kind of green and orange, but you're not uh, a truly elite contender with green across the board. Um, and then C, are you a year away? So by that, I mean, you don't have all those greens that you can compete this year. And therefore, you need to look at probably competing next year rather than trying to force and, and kind of panic into a comp- place where you can compete this year. So I'm now going to break down kind of what to do in each situation. So if you are that true bona fide title contender, um, then I think the key thing is you need to understand what and where are your holes. So do you do you have any obvious weak points? Do you have any oranges that could become greens? Do you have any reds that you need to go out and find an option to kind of fill that gap? So I then decide if I do have that option, am I going to go out and spend a lot of kind of draft capital or, or, or potentially bench pieces to go and go buy a higher price player? Or can I potentially get away with a slightly cheaper option? So can I go and buy someone like Raheem Mostert, who I think is hugely undervalued at the moment as an RB3, who would be that that kind of green for the short term that can fill a hole and you can probably get for, at the moment, probably a, a mid to late second, okay? I would then look at my depth, okay? What is my depth like? Am I Am I okay? Am I one injury away from falling out of contention? Now, I appreciate, yes, if you've got Christian McCaffrey or um, Patrick Mahomes, if that if they get injured, yes, you might fall out of contention. But you can't kind of, I guess, legislate for that. What we're looking at, do you only have one or two potential bench pieces that could help you out? Okay. Or on the flip side, do you have some incredible depth? Could you look at potentially trading some of that depth to for a small upgrade in that starting spot? Um, and then what I'd also look at is if you are a true title contender, do I have any of those kind of younger players that are so sought after in the community that you could potentially trade for a better win now option? You know, particularly the sort of young receivers that everyone seems to be falling over at the moment. So Darnell Mooney, Gabriel Davis, um, someone like that, that realistically they're probably not going to hit as a top 24 option in the next year or two. And they're probably, you know, in a, in a couple of years, we'll, we'll fall off and, and they probably won't be that reliable starter. So can you spin them into a better option that will enable you to win that? Okay. But if you're a true bonafide title contender, realistically, you're probably not making any drastic moves. You're probably not making any sort of big whole sweeping changes because your roster's already built. You're just making those small tweaks to perhaps solidify that depth or or perhaps, you know, upgrade a starting spot somewhere. So the second group, so this is what I call the playoff bound, okay? So if I'm in this pot, realistically, what I want to do is I I ideally want to be in the contender pot, but worst case scenario, I'd rather be in the year away. The worst place you can be in Dynasty is in that middle ground where you're going nowhere, okay? Because you're never going to get that high-priced, draft asset to kind of completely rebuild around and you're never going to get the um you're never going to be able to compete with the the kind of the top level true contenders okay so 
I look at my roster again. Where are my holds? What is the age profile on my roster? I.e., when we talked about that age bracket, have I got a lot of reds or have I got quite a lot of young green assets that could potentially help me for 2021 and 2022 and 2023 and beyond? Okay. So do I need to, if I'm if I'm a red and in that age profile, realistically I'm in win now mode. So could I move away some of my younger pieces to really become a true contender that could win it this year and then look at rebuilding beyond? Or do I want to pivot and try and get younger? Which, okay, great move. But what I would say is that everybody in your league is trying to pivot and get younger at this point of the year. Okay. Um, so actually sometimes, you know, zigging when everybody else is zagging can actually work to your benefit here. Um, again, looking at depth, you know, can you trade some of your depth to improve your starting lineup? Are you built to survive that injury? Um, and then the big question as a playoff bound am I better placed to build for 2022 or am I better placed to go all in and try and win it now? Okay. And if the question is, I'm better placed to win now, do you have the appetite to trade away your current draft capital, your um, younger assets to try and win it now? Or would you be in a better place to try and build for 2022? And I think realistically, if you're in this, this sort of middle tier, you know, each their own. But for me, it's not a position I like to be in. I want to be either a contender or a rebuild. Okay. And then the final, I guess, kind of group as such. Um, so this is what I'm calling the year away. So the key thing here is that everybody thinks when you're trying to rebuild in, in kind of dynasty, what you need to do is you need to go out and get younger. And you need to go out and get more draft capital. Well, shock every single team in your league is trying to get younger and trying to get more draft capital. It's just the way it works. But what I would be looking to do and what I think is so undervalued is you need to be targeting what I class as underappreciated assets that could drastically increase in value with one potential move or an injury or something like that. Okay. So for example, a position that nobody's talking about now is is kind of Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland in Pittsburgh, okay? Both very much available, both pretty cheap assets. You can probably get them for, you know, probably a third, maybe even a late second. Um, But if Pittsburgh don't draft anyone, and if Pittsburgh don't sign anyone in free agency and James Conner walks, both of those guys could become, or one of those guys will become a true starting back and their value is going to go up massively. Those are the kind of players, if you're rebuilding, you need to be targeting. Last year, the person I was banging the drum for was Corey Davis because he had incredible draft capital. He'd shown flashes and he was he was available for like a third or a fourth round pick. If you can find those guys this year, and we'll be talking more about them as the offseason goes on, those are the kind of players that can really boost your overall team value to help you move closer to that competing window. And and that's what it's all about when you're rebuilding. It's not about identifying players that are saying, right, when I compete in two years, he's going to be my RB1. No, it's about improving your team's roster value so that in a year or two, you've ticked it up a bit and to a point where you are enabled to compete. Okay. Another tip, I wouldn't worry about roster construction if you're rebuilding. Okay. If you're looking to rebuild for 2022, chances are your roster's going to change, you know, drastically between now and then. 
So don't worry if you've got 10 wide receivers and only two running backs. That's good because chances are that those wide receivers are more likely to have consistent value by this time next year, whereas those running backs could quite drastically lose their value. You've only got to look at the shelf life of some of the, you know, Todd Gurley's, Le'Veon Bell's, people like that. that were huge value assets that are completely plummeted. If you're, if you, again, you're just looking to improve that overall value of your roster, okay? You can always trade for roster fit and find pieces to, to marry up that roster next year, okay? Another thing, don't worry about trying to build around one singular stud or high-priced item. If you've got a, you know, a Jonathan Taylor or a DeAndre Swift, someone like that, yes, they would be fantastic to build around when you're hoping to compete in 2022. But realistically, if you could spin that one piece into four players that could potentially see an increase in value, chances are the increase in value of those four players over the next year is going to be greater than the increase in value of that one stud pick. And who knows, one of those four pieces could then become that one stud, okay? Um, as a general rule, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build around wide receivers, quarterbacks and tight ends just because they're steadily in value. Um, so don't overvalue running backs, but I do think that those um, kind of running back three, four, five tier range where you've got perhaps some handcuffs, you've got some guys that may be an injury away, those are fantastic people and, and players to be buying for your rebuild because all it takes is one injury they double in value and you can spin someone that you bought for a a third or a second into a second or a first and you immediately make profit when you're trying to rebuild that's all you're looking for you're looking for that tick up in value you're essentially looking to make profit and again i'll come back to this don't be age and pick obsessed okay just because a receiver is 20 25 26 year old okay let's take curtis sammy for example he's 24 years old He's coming to the end of his first contract. If you're thinking, oh, I'm looking to rebuild, I want younger players, he's at the end of his first contract. But actually, he's 24. If you're looking to rebuild in 2022, he's going to be 25. He's still approaching his prime. That's that's not a player you need to move away because you just need to rebuild as such. What I would say is that I think that's probably the biggest misnomer is that people in rebuild mode are like, right, I need to go and get rookies. I need to get draft picks because I'm looking to rebuild. And it's like, actually, those players could be two, three, four years away from being the next elite options. Well, yeah, if, if you want to go and do a three, four year real rebuild, go for it. But chances are your league's probably not going to be still together in three or four years time. So let's let's try and rebuild in a year. Okay, and remember, let's get those assets that are likely to increase in value. Okay, Um, so moving on to the draft. So I don't want to talk about it in in too much detail. I'm going to do um, another podcast um, probably around sort of April time, um, another video for YouTube talking through strategy, how to approach your draft. But the biggest thing I can say to people, and I seem to be saying this to every single person I talk to or ask me any questions, is... Don't pencil in specific positions, specific needs when it comes to the rookie draft. Draft for talent and trade for roster construction. Okay, so if you're sitting there with the 105 in a Superflex league going, well, I don't have a tight end. 
I'm going to go out and, and get Carl Pitts at the 105. Okay. What happens if for some reason running back goes really heavy and you've got Justin Fields or someone like that sat at the 105? Are you going to pass up a potential elite quarterback that you could build around for the next 10 to 15 years? because you've got a tight end need this year. Chances are Carl Pitt's probably not going to be a usable fantasy tight end in 2021. You need to draft for talent and you need to draft for value. You can always make a trade as we get to the season to find a, a usable tight end piece um, that, that will be available to fill in for a year or two years. That will always happen. They're, they're never going to go away. You're always going to have your, you know, who was it this year? It was Robert Tonyan and um, someone like that that you can go out and buy in week three or four and say, actually, that's that's covered me for this year. And then you can look at moving on down the year. But only ever draft for talent. And don't, please don't pencil in specific position needs with each draft. Okay. As I said earlier, hit rates for a first round pick is 50%. So don't pencil in this pick, this this is my first round pick. He's going to be my wide receiver too for the next three years. Please don't do that. It just gets you in a position where you've got glaring holes that you're, you think you're a contender, but you're not because your draft pick might have missed. Okay. If you are heading into that draft and you can patch up those glaring holes, then you can just draft for talent. Okay. But as I said, come back towards the end of April and we'll talk through it in much more detail. Um, so yeah so, so that's it for this week guys really hope you enjoyed it as I said we're, we're trying something new um, so please feedback give me as much positive or negative constri- constructive criticism as uh, is always welcome um, and yeah I will uh, I'll speak to you soon and we'll speak to you again next week to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.